Welcome to Masterpiece Women. This is Tina Raines, and I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women, and I am so excited to have you here today. We are a community of authentic women from all over the world, growing together personally, professionally, building businesses and ministries together. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite tea and sit back and grow with us. Thanks for being here, ladies. Hi, ladies. Welcome back. Today we are on Exodus 3. And those of you watching on the video, you have, I thought I'd bring it to you from the beautiful beach. It's just so beautiful out there. And um, I just am so thankful for what God is doing in Exodus 3. And if you haven't read these chapters, I'm going to encourage you before you watch the video, just turn it off. Or if you're on a podcast, turn it off, listen to the scripture. Um, if you're driving, don't, you know, maybe you just listen now and then read when you get home. Don't read and drive. <laughs> so, But really wanted to encourage you, get in the word, get in your journal and write what God's showing you. That's been my favorite part of um, doing this with you is really digging deep, but then having to write it, having to prepare for sharing with you. God's really just shown me so many things in these scriptures that are just so wonderful. So let's um, talk about a little bit about what's going on in Exodus 3. Here Moses is. He's in the desert, right? I mean, it's very common for bushes to ignite because of the heat there. But think about it. Normally when they heat, like they burn, you know, causes fires, et cetera. This one has this, it's burning, but it's not igniting. It's not going everywhere. And you think of the, how I just kept reflecting how sometimes God has to, for me, use something burning, something you know, it was really a miracle that he used for Moses to get his attention because it wasn't expanding. The fire wasn't going everywhere. And Moses is like, what is that? Why is that that um, bush on fire? So he goes and then God says, stop, you know, stay back. And um, he starts talking to Moses and sharing with Moses. And I think about how many times does it take us to have a fire or an issue like that? that for us to pay attention to God. And that was what really the Lord spoke to me is I want you to pay attention even when I'm not doing the miracles, even when I'm not causing the huge fires, I want you to pay attention to what I'm sharing with you, what I'm speaking to you, hear my voice, rest in me, listen to me. Um, how often are you spending time just listening to him, not just um, reading and asking and um, we talked about that yesterday of, I really oftentimes would be in a place in my life where I'm just seeking him, seeking him, seeking him, but not almost more like Martha versus Mary, just sitting at his feet, worshiping him and being with him. And he really wants us to be with him. And that was what God is speaking to me. I'd love to hear I would love for you to share what God's speaking to you in this word, because I'm not doing this for just me. I'm doing it because I believe God wants all of us. And I kind of feel like Moses a little bit because doing Bible studies online, I've done them for years and years, but never as a video. And I'm like, this is a little different. I'm used to doing leadership and podcasts and all of that now. And I just, I was just thinking even as, um, when God asked me to do this, I, I kind of felt again, like Moses, I often feel like Moses and he often reminds me 
I will give you every single thing I need. So that's what I want us to look at today is that when he calls you, no matter how large or how small the thing that he's calling you to is, he will provide just like he did Moses, just like he has for you in the past. And so I want you to really keep your eyes on that. And, um, you know, there's some pretty um, significant things in this chapter. And um, one of the things when God was speaking to him, what did, what was Moses's first reaction to him? God, why me? Like, I think you could pick better people than me. How many times have you felt that way when he's called you and you felt insecure, you felt inadequate? And God says, hey, I will provide everything you need. And then um, he asks, um, I'm going to um, read the scripture. He asks, well, who do I say is telling me this? And what if they don't listen to me, God? And what if? And what if? And yet God has an answer for all of it and God provides for all of it. And so let's, um, let's look right here at uh, Exodus 3, 5. God says to Moses, and mind you, he's right there at that, that bush. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And this Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. And that's such a typical response when God reaches out to us sometimes that we, we just don't feel adequate. We don't feel like we can even look at him, do we? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you if you feel that way, is there shame? Is there guilt? Anything that the enemy is holding you back with, I'm going to pray that you would just surrender that to God because those are lies. That is not how God wants us to um, feel when he calls our names. He has taken it all already. He took it when he took it on the cross, when you surrendered it, when you um, accepted him. And so that those are just the ploys of the enemy to hold you back. So I'm going to encourage you let it go, girlfriend. Whatever that is, it's a lie. You don't have to stay there. And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. And this is right, right after he had said um, in um, verse 11, Moses had said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And that's when God said, I will be with you in chapter 12. So when we questioned him and say, well, who am I to do it? He says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to give you everything you need. And um, he's going to deliver us. He's going to deliver us from just like he delivered the Israelites out of Egypt he wants to deliver his people. He wants to deliver his girls from anything that's holding you back, anything that's causing you insecurity. And so, and um, that's really where I want us to land today is what does, what does he want you to do? A, B, is there anything holding you back and let's let go of it? And C, know that you are, you are equipped. He will give you everything you need to do what he's calling you to do. So I know when God called me to do 
part of what um, really held me back was my busyness. I was really concerned about, well, how am I going to even fit this in? So God called me, for instance, now with Masterpiece Women, I was busy doing all these other things. I had a couple of side business projects and God called me to do this. And um, in the first part of the you know, when I launched Masterpiece, he provided me with a partner, Sasha Katz, and I launched it together. And she's very good at operations. I'm very good at other things. And together, we're a great strength. He did the same thing when he helped me launch um, the Freedom Climb. Kathy Anderson had launched the Freedom Climb, and I came in as a volunteer the first climb. And together, she and I led the international movement after that. And both times, he provided just the right people around me to be able to do what he was calling me to do, even despite my insecurities. Because let me tell you, I had a lot of them. It was not my gifting. And some of the things that he called me to do was quite intimidating. And speaking in front of, you know, at times in front of 1,500 people, that was very intimidating to me. Climbing some of these crazy mountains, it was, it was scary. It was like, um, and who am I? to be able to do this. And so I love that about what God um, is showing us in this because he says, I will give you everything that you need. Let's look at um, that about the busyness because I kept landing on that like, okay, I'm so busy. Well, then think about Gideon. Think about all the busy people in the Bible. Gideon in um, Judas, um, Judas 6 he was super busy, wasn't he? He was threshing his grain. Samuel was serving in the tabernacle. David was a shepherd tending to his flock. Matthew was a tax collector. I'm sure he was busy, busy, busy. But yet when he called him, they, they made the time. They were able to figure it out and God worked it all out. And so I think oftentimes the enemy will hold us back with different lies, different, you know, um, fears, and um, I think I often go back when it comes to fear. I think of my partner, Kathy Anderson, in the Freedom Climb. She started the whole movement because she was addressing fear. She went up to climb Mount Whitney the first time because she'd gone to a conference and the conference was all about what fear, what are you still afraid of? What bondage do you still have? And she wanted to relinquish anything she might have. And hers was fear of heights. So she went on the first climb for that specific reason because she wanted to just really develop her intimacy with the Lord to the next level and get rid of anything that she still had. And when she did, God unloaded, unpacked this vision to climb for the oppressed and enslaved. And it was just such a beautiful picture of how God uses our very weakness to do something that um, he's calling us to do. So when you're obedient and you say, yes, he can do the miraculous. So I'm just going to encourage you in that. So it is exciting. I love watching women who just say yes to God when he calls them and do it scared and they get out of their comfort zone. So I'm telling you, if you feel comfortable wherever you're at right now, you might really want to evaluate because if you're in your comfort zone, that means you're not stretching. That means you're not growing. You're just, you're complacent. You don't want to be complacent. You want to do what God's calling you to do. Now, if you're just in a sweet season with the Lord where he has you there and you know that you know that you know that that's a, where he has you, then you're good to go. But I'm going to challenge you. Look around you. What is he calling you to do that maybe he's been tugging on your heart 
and um, you're just enjoying that comfort zone of where you're at right now. And that reality is that you could do um, something else or whatever it is that he's calling you to do. So I'm just going to encourage you to look at that. Um, I, as I was looking in chapter three, um, in 14, he talks about God said to Moses when he said, you know, who do I, who do I tell him that, you know, has called me? He talks about who he is, but then he says, I am who I am. I am who I am. And I think sometimes we don't, we don't respect the sovereignty, the power that he is he is powerful he's almighty he's miraculous he is who he is he is the i am he is so powerful and he can break any bondage he can do anything that he wants to do and yet um and he can do it in us and i say that because when he calls us and we remember who's called us and why then it gives us that strength because he will give us the strength if we stay in him. He'll show himself powerful. He'll show himself to be the almighty God and he'll do the miraculous through us and in us. And so one of my favorite books, well, Bibles that I read and I've shared with you before is my um, Maxwell Leadership Bible. I just love correlating leadership and the word because it's and then I take of course my other two Bibles I I like use three different versions and love to just pull things apart but I want to look at when God calls leaders and in the Maxwell Bite Study Bible I'm going to read it through read it specifically from it because I think it's so powerful um, when God chooses leaders He's very if you look at what he's done in the Bible and how he calls those leaders, let's read it because it's very powerful and he gives us everything we need. So God gives the leader an emotional investment in the work. So you think about Moses who bought into the idea of freeing the Hebrews from bondage, even when God called him to the task. Two, God affirms the leader through others. When Moses told Jethro about his encounter at the burning bush, what happened? His father-in-law affirmed him. So God gives the leader mentors is the third one. God gives the leaders mentors. If you're feeling like God's calling you to do something and you don't have a mentor that can help you, I'm going to encourage you, reach out, find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody that can help you through the season of doing what God's calling you to do, because it's so valuable to have that mentor around you, but God will provide them. Number four, God builds on the leader's strengths, experiences, and backgrounds. So think about it. God uses everything in Moses's background to help him fulfill the calling. The, he had the fine education. He had the knowledge of Pharaoh. He had the understanding of Egypt. He, um, even in this time of the wilderness, he learned so much and then God used it. So I think that's really powerful when you think of it. Think about all of your experiences, all that you have learned, your education, et cetera, that you can use to do whatever God's called you to do. 
God often refines, so number five is God often refines the leader's character in obscurity. Moses received a 40-year seminary education in the desert. How often are we in a bad place, we feel like in a bad place or in the desert or things are going wrong or we feel dry and that's really where God teaches us the most. I have found that that's when I've learned the most, when I've drawn closer to the Lord and heard his voice the clearest is when I've been in that place. Number um, six, God instills the leader in the leader, the value of hard work. So God instills in the leader, the value of hard work. Think about Moses. And I mean, obviously he didn't do a whole lot of hard work in the, in the, um, palace but afterwards he did he did a lot of hard work and um i believe that when god calls us to lead something it takes work it takes work ethics it takes high um work ethics i just said that twice because it's so important <laughs> but it does it, we've got to work hard and we've got to work smart not harder but smarter is my philosophy God's number seven is God sustains the leader with a powerful vision. So Moses caught the vision of the promised land long before the Hebrew slaves did. So God is going to call you, but he's going to give you a vision and a dream of what he wants you to do. And when God calls a leader, we have that vision, that dream of what he's called us to do. And then he equips us. That's a beautiful part of it, right? Then number eight, God brings others alongside the leader to compensate for their weaknesses. Moses enjoyed the help of Aaron as a spokesperson, Joshua as a general, and here as a battle supporter. So I think of that, and I think of all the people that God has surrounded me with in um, Masterpiece Women. God has surrounded me with um, women who are helping me share on videos. He surrounded me with women who are helping lead the luncheons. He's um, surrounded me with people who are doing administrative support for me. He gives me all that I need. And you think about being a CEO of a business. When I was a CEO of my business, I had a great um, personal assistant. I had a team, a CFO, a CEO that handled all of my weak areas. I am not good at finances. I am not good at operations. And when I say I'm not good at them, I'm not good at having to implement them. I can do it, but that's not my greatest strength. It's not what I like to do. And so it takes me three times as long as it takes someone else to do it. And that's not my greatest gift. My greatest lift gift I know is being a leader. I know my greatest gifts are rallying women, rallying people. And in my business, it was building relationships with the CEOs of hospitals and the CNOs of hospitals and with my nurses that worked for me. That was, those are my greatest strengths. And so when you apply your greatest strengths, God will surround you with the people that can do all the rest of it. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by a vision he's given you, a desire he's given you, because you don't know how you'll do it all, don't focus on that. Just start taking one step at a time. Start sharing your vision with people that you um, want to do it with you, that you pray. God will show you some people to talk to about it. And then watch what he does with 
igniting that passion in them too. They'll have that little burning bush with you and watch them join you and vice versa. I have many friends who are, you know, leading ministries and leading businesses, and I'm very intentional to do anything I can do that will support them in highlighting them in podcasts, highlighting them in our luncheons. When um, we have ministries come every single month to our local luncheons because we want to highlight the good work they're doing to support them. And that's really what I believe our movement is all about. Growing personally, growing professionally, but then doing good, doing good for others, supporting each other, supporting each other in the movement and in the work that's being done out there. So I'm just going to say a prayer over us and um, I will be back with you with chapter four of Exodus tomorrow. So Lord, today we thank you, Father, as we spend this day dreaming and um, seeking you, Lord. I just ask, Lord, Father, the Father of I am who I am, the Father of who is Yahweh, Lord. You are Yahweh. You are strong. You are powerful. You are almighty, Lord. Let us see your power all around us. Let us see and feel your presence all around us, Lord. Let us get rid of the fear. Let us get rid of any insecurity, anything that might be holding us back from accomplishing the dreams and goals that you've set in our hearts, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you are the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and you love us so dearly, and that you're calling us to step into trusting and to faith in whatever it is you've called us to do, and that you will provide everything we need, Lord, everyone we need to accomplish the goals that you've given us. So thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are, Lord. And thank you, ladies, for being with me. I love being with you, and I love just watching how God uses you. So I really would love to hear from you. Email me. Let me know how God is showing up for you, what God's speaking to you in these verses and in this word, and um, even on this um, podcast. Have a blessed day and I'll see you soon.